Some Democrats are saying they are ready to impeach. Ocasio-Cortez says she's ready to vote for impeachment today. She just can't remember why. Okay, welcome to this special edition of the Yaakov M. Show on the Mueller Report. I'm going to give you an overview of the report. I'll tell you some key highlights of the report and, of course, my analysis. Uh, if you had told me two years ago that at the end of this investigation, Bob Mueller would fully exonerate President Trump on collusion, that he would not charge President Trump on obstruction and the DOJ and the AG would exonerate him on that. Not, they would not indict a single member of his campaign or the White House staff other than Michael Flynn, Manafort, Cohen, and Papadopoulos on mostly processed crimes, crimes unrelated to collusion, many crimes happening years before Trump even ran for office. If you had told me all of this would happen, I would have been thrilled. This is literally the best outcome we ever could have hoped for once the special counsel was appointed, which it turns out never should have even happened. And it's not because I thought that President Trump was guilty at any point in time. I've said thousands of times, those of you who have been listening to this show from day one, you've been with me when uh, the special counsel was initially appointed. And we said thousands of times, there's no evidence of collusion, not a shred of evidence. We're still waiting for Adam Schiff to produce his evidence. But I was concerned that, that Bob Mueller would try to manufacture a case against President Trump, as we've seen so many prosecutors do. And, uh, you know, people actually said to me, you know, they said, listen, Yaakov, every once in a while, slip in something about how Trump may be guilty. They, t they told me this advice, that I should slip into the show every now and then, that, you know, we don't know, maybe Trump really did collude with Russia. They said, listen, there's so much overwhelming evidence that he colluded with Russia. They couldn't produce any of the evidence, but they told me I would lose credibility with you, my audience, the day that Trump is impeached. They literally told me that, but I never, ever changed my mind. I never wavered. I said many times that we don't know. Nobody can ever know for sure, but there was not a single shred of evidence. Now, the entire country right now should be breathing a sigh of relief that the president of the United States, the commander in chief, did not collude with a foreign country, did not conspire with really one of our biggest enemies. Not a single American colluded with Russia. And yet that has half the country disappointed. They're actually upset by this wonderful news. And let me just say this. William Barr, is, we'll get to the details coming up, but William Barr, the AG, he's under fire, he's under attack by the media because he held the press conference yesterday defending President Trump, which we told you about. And they say, well, he should have just let the report speak for, for itself. Why did the AG have to get up there and tell us what the report is going to say in his own words? Just let us read the report for ourselves. Uh, and they're actually criticizing him for that and saying that somehow He's a puppet of President Trump because he did defend President Trump. And let me explain what really happened there. I believe that Bill Barr knew he would get flack. He knew that he'd get criticized for giving this press conference. He, he didn't do this for his own publicity. He actually sacrificed his own reputation in a certain sense. Not reputation because he has a stellar reputation. But he knew that he was going to take one for the team. He knew that he was going to get this kind of heat and criticism. But why he did it is because he wanted to take the spotlight off of President Trump. Trump has had a bullseye on his back, a target on his back for the last two years, and he's always the one taking the heat. So Barr said, listen, let me take the heat. Let me defend President Trump. Let me get out there and tell the country why President Trump did not collude and did not obstruct, and why even though the report is going to have certain behaviors of Trump that do seem a little bit uh, you know, bizarre at certain times, uh, especially when he when he threatened people, when he wanted to fire Bob Mueller, and when he told certain people uh, allegedly that he wanted them to lie to the media. So Barr was going to get up there and say, "Listen, you have to recognize the context here. It's, you cannot judge Trump's actions 
without recognizing that the man was completely innocent, yet he has to sit there while this witch hunt is happening. His name is getting tarnished. His entire presidency is being undermined. They are delegitimizing his, his election to begin with and trying to really destroy his presidency. He's seeing this all go on. Every time he calls it a witch hunt and calls it a hoax, the media says, oh, Trump is trying to discredit Bob Mueller. Trump has a campaign of vendetta against Mueller. And Trump is literally sitting there feeling like his whole world is crumbling around him and he, there's nothing he can do because if he tries to put a stop to it, then they're going to charge him with obstruction for firing Bob Mueller. So put that into context. Barr said, you know what, I'm going to defend Trump. And yes, it's going to hurt me in the process, but I'm willing to accept that sacrifice because of everything President Trump has endured. That's really the reason Barr gave this press conference. It's clear to me. Now, you know the ultimate proof that there's no obstruction? And we'll tell you what Mueller said shortly, but President Trump was more transparent than anybody ever would have imagined with a special counsel investigation against a sitting president. He fully cooperated. They handed over millions of documents. They never once claimed executive privilege. They never once said, listen, we're not going to comply with subpoenas. We're not going to testify because of executive privilege, except when it came to Trump's own testimony. And even then, he cooperated and he gave written testimony. Every member of President Trump's White House staff, every member of his campaign testified voluntarily. They complied with subpoenas. They held nothing back. As I said, they did not invoke executive privilege. Even Trump testified in writing. And he didn't try to say, well, listen, I'm the president. I'm not testifying and have a court battle over that. So Trump was beyond transparent. How could anybody say that he was trying to obstruct an investigation where he was more agreeable, transparent, cooperative than I think anybody else would have been in his position, in his shoes? And he could have ended this probe at any point. He could have ended it with a snap of his fingers. He discussed it. He tried to get others to do it. But he showed enormous self-restraint at the end of the day. It is baffling to me that anybody could for a moment suggest that Trump was trying to obstruct an investigation and that Mueller could actually be inconclusive unless, there, dare I say, there's a political agenda involved. Okay, one programming note, a couple of programming notes. We do plan to have more weather updates here uh, for Cholamite. We know that people really need to know the daily weather. So we do plan to have a daily weather update each day of Cholamite for your convenience. We also have some new Shurim and Divrei Torah on topics related to Pesach, to the Yom Tif in the Shurim section, so be sure to check those out. Okay, I was literally awake last night till 3.30 in the morning combing through this report. There is hardly anything new that we don't already know from media leaks. There is nothing incriminating in this report. Uh, other than a few times, as I said, that President Trump tried to have Bob Mueller fired, which is totally justifiable. By the way, the report contains very few redactions, especially in the obstruction section. The report is separated into two sections. Section number one is collusion. Section number two is the obstruction section. Now, what's interesting here is the first section of this report is by far the most relevant and the most concerning to our lives, to, to our country. The first part of the report it really details Russia's meddling in the election, really Russia's tactics and strategies they used to try to interfere with the presidential election. That's a very big deal. That's something they're going to keep trying to do. They've tried to do it in the past. That's something President Trump is working very hard to prevent. That's the part that we should be concerned about because that's the part that's really a threat to our country, to our democracy. Yet nobody's even bothering to read or discuss the first half of the report. The second half, as I said, lays out the basis for the possible obstruction charges. That's the part that people care about because that's the part that Democrats and the media can use now to try to incriminate and impeach Trump. So Jerry Nadler held this press conference. Nadler wants the entire report redacted, I unredacted. He wants the entire unredacted 
um, draft version of this report, and I hope he gets it. Again, they cannot uh, unredact it because of legal reasons. The grand jury testimony, classified information, Nadler wants to see it. Now, I would love them to publicize the entire thing because you, there are so many negative things here about Trump. Not truly negative, but anything negative about Trump was left in there. Clearly, they didn't redact that. So I want the entire thing released because that will then you know, basically silence the Democrats and Jerry Nadler because they'll see that there's nothing left uh, to possibly use to impeach President Trump. Now, Jerry Nadler, worst case scenario, by the way, is if Congress gets it and they get this unredacted version, but they can't release it to the public and they could say, well, we can't tell you what's in here, but the stuff that's redacted, that's the really incriminating stuff, you know. But anyway, Nadler had two points that he made in his press conference yesterday. And, uh, you know, he's going to subpoena this uh, fully unredacted report. He said, number one, uh, you know, Barr left out when Mueller says in the report that if we had confidence that Trump was not guilty of obstruction, we would have made that clear. So, no, we don't have confidence that Trump is not guilty of obstruction. In other words, we're undecided. Now, that's point number one that Nadler made. Why did Barr leave that out? Barr did not leave that out. Barr actually said that very clearly in his letter. And then at the press conference yesterday, Barr said that uh, Mueller is undecided. Mueller refused to exonerate Trump, but also refused to indict Trump, to charge Trump with obstruction. He, he left it undecided, which a lot of people criticize Mueller. You're the prosecutor. It's got to be all or nothing. In fact, by not deciding, you aren't deciding because there's something called presumption of innocence. So just by virtue of the fact that you're not charging, that means that Trump is innocent until proven guilty. Everybody else in the country. 300 million people are innocent until proven guilty, except for Trump. Now, so, but, but, so there's this line where it says, well, if we had confidence that Trump was not guilty of obstruction, we would make that clear. We don't have. We don't know that he's not guilty of obstruction. Now, that's exactly what Barr said. I don't understand what Jerry Nadler's point is at all on this because that's what Barr said. He didn't quote verbatim every single line of the report. It's 400 pages, but he did say that he wasn't exonerated. But at the same time, you know, he wasn't, uh, he wasn't charging him. He was not, this was not... A charge of a crime, nor was this an exoneration. Very clear. Number two, Nadler says there's a line in Mueller's report. Here's the line. Quote, the evidence does indicate that a thorough FBI investigation would uncover facts about the campaign to the president personally that the president could have understood to be crimes or that would give rise to personal and political concern. So essentially what this line is saying is they're trying to find intent for Trump on obstruction. So Nadler thinks somehow this line is incriminating. They could not find any intent. See, there's no underlying crime that Trump was trying to protect himself from being charged with because there was no collusion. So this was actually a very big struggle for the Mueller team. I don't know what the struggle is. But since there's no underlying crime, you can still be charged with obstruction without an underlying crime. It can happen, but it's much harder to prove because why am I obstructing an investigation if there's no underlying crime that I committed that I'm afraid of being charged with and uh, thrown to go, go, going to jail? So why am I obstructing? It is possible. There are times you want to obstruct an investigation. So this line is essentially saying that Trump was worried that an investigation would uncover uh, negative things about President Trump personally, or that maybe there were things that he thought were crimes, even though they really weren't crimes. So Nadler's upset that that line was not mentioned. I mean, I think that's self-evident, but either way, you know, Nadler thinks that Barr was somehow misleading the public by not mentioning this. Again, as I said, Barr wrote a four-page letter summarizing the report. He did a very good job, and he also gave, what, a 20-minute press conference where he kind of summarized the aspects that he felt should be summarized. Now, okay, um, now, by the way, Mueller did say that since he could not indict the president because DOJ policy is they don't indict a sitting president, he said even if they did find reason to charge Trump with obstruction, they still would not have charged him, which is interesting because it would be a dark cloud looming because he'd be the president serving at his term with basically a prosecutor saying we plan to indict him and pounce the minute that he leaves office. 
But so Mueller said even if he found a crime, he wouldn't have charged him, which I don't know what he would have written in the report. However, he also clearly said that he didn't find a crime of obstruction and he's undecided about obstruction. All right, here's the bottom line. Let's get into the details here for a moment. Why did the firing of James Comey, that's what triggered all this. Why did that happen? That happened because Trump was livid, because James Comey went testified in front of Congress. It was a live televised testimony, which everybody in the country saw. James Comey confirmed that there was an investigation into Russia election meddling. So he confirmed that there was an investigation that led everybody in the media to speculate that Trump was being investigated because at that point we already knew about the Steele dossier and about other connections between Trump and Russia. So suddenly the media is swirling with speculation because Comey confirmed that uh, th th there was an FBI investigation into Russia election meddling. Now, Trump was not a target of that investigation. Comey assured President Trump three separate times that he was not a target. And in fact, Comey testified much later that he did tell President Trump three times he was not a target. Trump said to Comey after he gave this testimony, he said, you now you told the whole world that there's an investigation. You need to clear my name and tell them that I'm not a target. And Comey refused to do that. Trump went to other intelligence agencies. He went to the CIA. He went to the NSA and they refused to, 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 to proclaim publicly that Trump is not a target. So the whole world thinks Trump is a target. He knows he's not a target. And Comey has now done the unthinkable, which is for the FBI director to confirm an ongoing investigation, which is never supposed to be discussed. So Trump was rightfully and justifiably livid, livid at Comey for doing that. And he fired James Comey, who everybody agreed deserved to be fired for a number of reasons, most of them have nothing to do with President Trump. And if we uh, now that we know in retrospect uh, all the corruption happening at the FBI, had we only known that then, nobody would ever have questioned Comey's firing, except, of course, the media, because they'll question anything. If Trump sneezes, they question it. Now, now, next point here is that Mueller set out to conclusively prove that there was no obstruction. You don't need to prove that there's no obstruction. I'm not even sure what that means. You know, here you have a man, a president, who wants a bogus investigation on him. He wants it to end. He has every right to end it legally and constitutionally. He cooperates in every way. And, uh, and he showed enormous restraint. And, and, and yet they need to conclusively prove no obstruction. They're very vague in how they define obstruction in the report. Very vague. What is obstruction? Trying to obstruct an ongoing investigation. Well, what does that mean? I mean, he, he, he believes that it's about nothing. He wants it to end as quickly as possible. He's very frustrated. There's leaks left and right. And uh, the media is comparing him to Nixon and Watergate. So how do you now go and prove conclusively anything? And why do you even need to do that? There's something called a presumption of innocence. You know, so then Trump tries to get Jeff Sessions to unrecuse himself, right? Well, that's very understandable because Jeff Sessions is the attorney general who's recused himself. He's not involved. This whole mess is happening surrounding President Trump, this scandal. And yet Sessions is just completely staying out of it. You know, so then Trump considered firing the special counsel. Then Trump tried to get intelligence agencies to announce that he was innocent and they refused again and again. So now how do you prove that there was no obstruction? You can't prove that. But why on earth would anybody think there is obstruction when all these things are completely natural? I want you to just think about this for a moment. Let's say somebody said to you right now, prove to me that you did not collude with Russia in the last two years, that you did not collude a single time with Russia. Prove that you did not. I I'm not just saying that we find proof that you did, but prove to me that you did not do it. How do you ever prove a negative? It would be very hard for you to do. Prove to me that you did not obstruct the Trump collusion investigation, the Mueller probe. Prove that to me. It's really hard to ever prove something didn't happen. In the last two years, maybe you spent two hours with no alibi, nobody ever saw you, and maybe you were colluding with some Russian agent. So you see how impossible a standard that is. All right, now, at this press conference that William Barr held, they asked him uh, why he decided 
to make the call on obstruction charge, on not to charge uh, President Trump with obstruction. And they said maybe Mueller expected Congress to do that. It's just bizarre. What a question. And so Bill, Bill Barr says, well, as far as I'm aware, Mueller doesn't expect Congress to do that because that is not Congress's job. Essentially, what he's saying is, that's my job. I'm the attorney general. I'm the prosecutor. I decide whether we charge him with a crime or not. Why on earth would Mueller ask Congress and expect Congress to do that? Congress has no bearing on this conversation. Mueller's report goes to the AG, doesn't go to Congress. And, you know, the media, they kind of drink their own Kool-Aid. You know, they kind of they buy into this narrative. Jerry Nadler said, Mueller expects Congress to decide on obstruction. Jerry Nadler made that up. Doesn't, Mueller never, ever remotely expressed that. And yet the media, they buy into it so much that they ask it as a question at a press conference as a serious question. And Mueller you know, pretty much just dismissed it. They, they, these narratives that are literally fabricated. Then they asked him why he's being favorable to the president by asserting the fact that President Trump felt enormously frustrated. And the reason that he wanted to fire Mueller was not because he was trying to obstruct an investigation, but because he wanted to clear his name, which is something that anybody would want to do in that circumstance. And, you know, he said, well, why do you think I'm being favorable to the president? Bob Mueller wrote that in his report. So they're accusing him of being uh, 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 favorable and biased to the president when it turns out all he's doing is quoting the Mueller the Mueller report itself. And a lot of the media right now, by the way, is still misleading on this. They keep saying that Barr got up there and defended President Trump. Barr got up there and made a point of what the Mueller report says to defend Trump. And as I said earlier, the reason he sp specifically picked that out when there's a lot of other things in the report is because he knows that's the part that the media is going to ignore. So bottom line, President Trump, two years of investigation, thousands of subpoenas, millions of documents, and yet he comes out unscathed. If there was anything to charge him with, believe me, they would have charged him. Now, I was concerned, admittedly, about Bill Barr when he was first confirmed. He played it very cool during his confirmation hearing. He talked about transparency. He's still being very low-key, and I like that. And, you know, he was extremely transparent, and it turns out, I don't know if he knew at the time or not, that this would be such a big exoneration. I mean, really, complete exoneration. But it turns out transparency is the absolute best thing, and Bill Barr has done everything right. All right, so the report itself, it outlines, as I said, all the Russian interference in the election, fake social media accounts. They contacted millions of people on social media uh, with these fake accounts claiming to be, I guess, people, supporters of President Trump, campaign people. They organized Trump rallies and they hacked Democrat emails and published them. Again, that was all on the Russian side. President Trump and his campaign had nothing to do with that at all. Then they outline all the connections between the Trump campaign and Russia. Most of these are completely legitimate. Michael Cohn was discussing building a Trump Tower in Moscow. Carter Page, he lectured in Russia, and uh, he was contacted by the Russians numerous times. They did try to get Carter Page to, co to collude with them. Carter Page refused. George Papadopoulos was told that Russia had dirt on Hillary. Again, we know all these things because the media leaked this to us months and years ago. Of course, Paul Manafort, the Trump Tower meeting, the infamous meeting between Don Jr. and the Russian lawyer. Jeff Sessions met with the Russian ambassador at a social gathering. Uh, and uh, he failed to mention that to Congress, and they asked him if he had contacts with the Russians. I actually believe that was an oversight. They did consider charging Jeff Sessions with perjury, but they decided not to because it wasn't an official meeting. He just bumped into him at a social gathering. So again, nothing new here. Uh, Russia tried to get Carter Page, as I said, to collude. Then that, that's, that's all the first half, the part that we should really be concerned about because it tells us a lot about you know Russian attempts and tactics to interfere in our election. Now, then... The uh, second half, as I said, section number two is things that Trump did that are related to obstruction. So we know that he asked uh, James Comey to let Flynn go. He asked him to 
to, to, to stop investigating Michael Flynn. He didn't quite say it in those words, but he asked him to, to go easy on him. He asked Jeff Sessions to unrecuse himself. Trump called Don McGahn, White House counsel, told him to tell Jeff Sessions to fire Bob Mueller due to conflict of interest, and uh, McGahn refused to do that. President Trump deleted when they were uh, discussing the Trump Tower meeting between Don Jr. and the Russian lawyer, which turned out to be nothing, but they were promising dirt on Hillary, which is completely legal for the Trump team to accept dirt on Hillary from the Russians. But when they, uh, when, when, when Don Jr. Uh, gave his statement to the press explaining what that meeting was about, President Trump deleted the line where they talked about the fact that it was related to dirt on Hillary. Again, that is not a crime. He directed Don McGahn, according to this report, to lie to the media about Trump asking him to have Mueller fired, to deny that Trump asked him to have Mueller fired. Again, you can question Trump's judgment. You could maybe say that it was inappropriate to do that, but it's not a crime. The president tried to bully Michael Flynn into not cooperating with Bob Mueller because uh, Flynn at a certain point decided he had no choice. He was under such enormous pressure. He cooperated with Bob Mueller. And uh, President Trump sort of got this message to Michael Flynn that he wasn't happy about that. So you could argue he tried to bully Michael Flynn into not cooperating with Bob Mueller. Again, it was done in a very subtle way, and there's no, no way anybody could claim that that was obstruction of justice. He publicly said that he liked Paul Manafort. People speculated that he was trying to keep Paul Manafort on his side, not testify, not cooperate. Again, not a crime. The president publicly insulted Michael Cohn after he decided to go and cooperate with Bob Mueller. Again, none of these things are even remotely a crime related to obstruction of justice. And, and by the way, the main point over here is the fact that, you know, obstruction of justice in the classic sense, it's when you do something inherently to obstruct justice. That means that you destroy evidence. That means that you tamper with evidence. You tamper with witnesses. You lie to investigators. President Trump did none of those things. What did he do? He considered firing Bob Mueller. He considered pardoning Manafort, both of which, all of which he's allowed to do as president because as president, he has enormous, enormously broad powers to pardon, to appoint special counsels, to fire special counsels, to stop investigations. And so even if he had done those things, it wouldn't be obstruction. He, hadn't done, he just thought about doing those things. And the things that he did, which was basically conversations, none of that amounts to anything that, that, that could be construed uh, as obstruction. Okay, Devin Nunez will end with this. Congressman Devin Nunez, of course, has been all over uh, this story from day one. He said, you know, he made a great point. He said, when Bob Mueller, the first day that Bob Mueller was decorating his new office as special counsel, he already knew there was no collusion because Strzok and Page... Lisa Page and Peter Strzok, they had already been investigating it for months, and they, this was their insurance policy, and they said there's no there there. It was a text from Peter Strzok to Lisa Page, there's no there there. So either Mueller knew or he had a really good idea, because remember, Strzok and Page were on his team, and he had a really good idea that he was going to find nothing. So great point by Devin Nunez. So, and, and they already had plenty of documents, plenty of fi files beforehand, before Mueller even began. Uh, now, and even even this report, there's nothing that we did not already know from Congress a year ago. Devin Nunez and Congress released a lot of this information in the report, uh, other than a few eruptions by President Trump uh, because he was under such pressure. So the question is this, why did Bob Mueller get into this investigation? Devin Nunez said they were trying to get Trump, they were trying to goad Trump and to kind of dangle this pro this investigation in front of him to get him to do something that was impeachable. They wanted him to fire Bob Mueller, fire Rosenstein. I actually told you this theory a long time ago that, you know, there were certain things coming out of the Mueller team, which, by the way, very, very vicious team, mostly Democrat team. Uh, and they were trying to go to Trump into firing Bob Mueller because then they'd have an impeachable offense. So they're actually trying to create the impeachment. You know, that makes to me as much sense as anything else, because we all knew 
that there was nothing there. And yet Bob Mueller investigated for two years, $25 million, millions and millions of documents, 2,500 subpoenas. Uh, if I were a CNN viewer right now or an MSNBC viewer, and I mean this seriously, I would actually feel betrayed by them. And I want, you know, how many thousands of hours have their viewers been watching these reports, these stories, these comparisons to Richard Nixon and to Watergate, talk about impeachment again and again, tearing apart the country because they believed that Trump was somehow a danger. They believed that Trump was somehow a Russian agent or somebody who was helping Vladimir Putin behind the scenes. You know, and they wasted thousands of hours. This entire thing was really fabricated from day one. It turns out you know, that it was really, really just, just a witch hunt, just a back pack of lies, exactly what Trump said it was. Every time Trump said it's a witch hunt, Trump is trying to discredit Mueller. And yet here we are, the Mueller report is finally released and really nothing at all unexpected. And when we look back, CNN was wrong. MSNBC was flat out wrong. President Trump, when he said it's a witch hunt, it's a hoax, and that he's completely innocent, turns out to be 100% right. And that now is finally has finally been confirmed by Mueller himself. Okay, that's going to do it. I hope everybody has a wonderful Yom Tev and a Chak Kasher And we will see you next time.